A new era in Broncos history has begun. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for another edition of Broncos Now. I'm your host, Sydney Jones, and today marked a very special day for the Denver Broncos organization as the Walton Penner Family Ownership Group was officially approved by a unanimous vote of NFL owners at a special league meeting in Minnesota this morning. Rob Walton, Greg Penner, and Carrie Walton Penner all spoke to the media in Minnesota following the vote. Take a listen to their opening remarks. We're just so excited to become officially a part of the Broncos. It's a big, big day for us. Really, really exciting. It's been a great process, and I want to extend the thanks to all the owners that we've been involved with. Their warm greeting and support as we've met them along the way, and we haven't met all of them yet, but we're getting close. Uh, has just been uh, good. It's a real, uh, a very uh, wonderful group to be become associated with. We want to acknowledge Pat Boland's uh, outstanding legacy also, as well as the family. Pat's leadership and commitment to build a successful team and business, and we'll continue to build on that. Putting a winning team on the field is our number one priority. We can't wait to get to Denver join our new colleagues and get to work. I'm pleased to be here with my daughter, Carrie, my son-in-law, Greg. Uh, working together as a family is gonna be great fun on this project. It's a good business, but it's a fun business, and we're gonna enjoy it. Uh, mostly, we're just honored to steward this uh, historic franchise, and we appreciate, uh, appreciate the opportunity. Carrie? Thank you, Dad. Uh, good afternoon. It's great to be here. Um, this is an incredible day for our family, and uh, we look forward to getting back to Denver tomorrow to start day one on the ground. Um, every step of this process has been fantastic. It's made us more excited each step of the way to become a part of the NFL, but also especially part of the Denver Broncos and the Denver community. Like my dad said, we're excited to put a winning team on the field. We also know it's important to excel off the field as well, both in our community and across the, the league. That's true for our incredible group of leaders that we're fortunate to count as members of the ownership group. Melody Hobson, Condoleezza Rice, as well as Lewis Hamilton. They'll be with us tomorrow. We're committed to making sure the Denver Broncos are the best team to play for, to work for, and to cheer for. We can't wait to get back tomorrow and uh, get this started. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. Well, uh, we could not be more excited to officially take ownership and lead the Broncos. Uh, as my good friend and former 49er Harris Barton said to me last week, this will be one of the most fun and satisfying things that you do in your life. It's also a responsibility and a privilege. Uh, the Broncos are an iconic franchise that means uh, a lot to Colorado and the whole Rocky Mountain region. We have enormous respect for Pat Bolin and what he meant both to the Broncos uh, and the NFL. We also appreciate Joe Ellis's guidance through this process and are grateful that he's agreed to stay on and serve as an advisor for the coming season. Uh, thank you, Joe. We know our fans' expectations are high, and we embrace that. We're really anxious to get started, and we want to compete, and we want to win. 
Thank you to all the NFL, owner, all the NFL owners today for their vote of confidence. And um, we just, again, couldn't be more excited to be here, get back to Denver, and get started. Rob Walton went on to say that the Broncos were the only sports franchise the Walton-Penner family ownership group was interested in purchasing. The Broncos are the one, one sports franchise that we would have considered uh, buying. And it's just, uh, well, Greg, actually, as he mentioned, started... Uh, conversations uh, 10 years, some 10 years ago about it. Uh, then things, uh, the team actually announced uh, it was for sale uh, early this year, and we uh, we got in the middle of it first thing. We'd been talking about it, and uh, we have connections. They, Greg and Kerry live in Colorado. I've been going to Colorado. I have a home there for a long, long time. Other family members there, so great connection for us. We're really excited about it, and it's just a Terrific team, terrific fan base. A very exciting day here in Broncos country. It's clear they are thrilled to begin this new chapter as the owners of the Denver Broncos. Back here at the UC Health Training Center, it was day 12 of training camp practice. Today was a longer, full padded practice as the team prepares to welcome the Dallas Cowboys to town on Thursday for a joint practice. Head coach Nathaniel Hackett said the offense had a good practice overall today. I thought they did some good stuff. You know, obviously, you know, I never think about it too much. I was a little emotional yesterday. Um, but uh, once you watch the tape, it's never as good as you think or as bad as you think. Um, so th there was some better stuff. There were just a couple major plays that uh, didn't go right, which upset me last uh, yesterday. But uh, I think today, overall, it was good. We actually changed up kind of how we did some things. So they responded pretty well for that. I thought we had some good explosive plays and some efficient plays, and I thought the defense was able to hang in tight there too. The Broncos offense has looked good during two-minute drills over the past couple practices, and today was no different. Both Coach Hackett and offensive tackle Calvin Anderson spoke to the media today about how fun it is to watch Russell Wilson do his thing during those drills. That's been some of my favorite conversations with him, trying to figure out the different things that we can get to in those critical situations. And I think that's why you know I want to do that so much and continue over and over again because just how we communicate how we talk how I um, can see what he would want in those situations he doesn't have to think I mean he hopefully we're thinking the exact same things and I'm thinking more like him um, and, and you can see that you know we've been we've been doing a nice job moving the ball down the field we haven't gotten a ton of touchdowns um, but we've done what we've needed to do to get some points on the board and that's always the hardest thing that's usually the last thing that happens for offense so to see the efficiency that's going on there is really good and you know, the mix of all the up-tempo stuff, all the different things we're doing, you know, it's really good to see him operate that way. We're all trying to always get better, obviously, but I think what's really special is in two minutes just getting to watch Russ work. Because uh, he, makes, he makes a lot happen with very little. So, um, you know, our, our goal is going to be to give him as much time as we possibly can so he can make as many different, uh, or have as many different options as possible because we know he's going to make a play at the end of the day. So I think as an offensive unit, we're just trying to make sure we're keeping pockets solidified, um, give him some time, and if he has time, he's going to make something special happen. Now joining me here in the podcast studio is former Broncos safety, Nick Ferguson. Nick, so nice to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for joining me. Well, thank you. I mean, I'm looking at this studio and I'm like, how did I miss all this? It's nice in here, isn't yes, it? It's nice and brand new. <laughs> yes. Well, only two practices left of training camp. We only got two more days left. Yeah, you know, that's something that's really weird because obviously at the time that I played, practices were a little more intense and they went a lot longer. But to know that... Going into the first preseason game and things are already coming to somewhat of an abrupt end. I know the fans no. would have wanted to see more of this team, but uh, if they want to, they better come out here by Thursday. They're going to miss out. 
Well, Nick, I know you've been out here nearly every single day of practice since training camp started. So what do you think about this team? Well, first of all, I love the energy of what I'm getting from the team. And on Saturday's practice, I saw a little more intensity oh, yeah. in that practice than I've seen over the past three years under <laughs> Vic Fangio. So as a defensive player, I'm really excited about what I'm seeing, the energy that Russell is bringing to this team. And all you have to do is go out there on a berm. I mean, every every fan is talking about it. They're anticipating what's going to happen with this team this year. Is it, is it just playoff berth? Is it uh, pushing it to say Super Bowl? We really don't know at this point, but I'm loving everything about this particular training camp. And, and here, here's the other thing. Not the players, but the coaches. This is the biggest thing. Jiro Evero is his first time calling plays. Dwayne Stooks is now taking over. And I just think from a collective standpoint, great coaching. But it's Nathaniel Hackett. He's a hugger, which is surprising. <laughs> I to, love that. Yeah, it's surprising to a lot of players. It I'm is. a hugger as well. One time I saw him walking by the podium and I and almost felt went the in need. For it. I almost went in to do that. But I was like, no, I got to be professional. But, but I really love what they're putting together. No, there's definitely been a different energy this training camp. And like you said, all the fans on the burn. It's so nice yeah. to see them all back out there. And we've had a great crowd over the past two weeks. Well, yeah, that, that's one of the biggest things is, uh, you know, we went through uh, 2020 and COVID yeah. and fans were not able to come back. But now seeing the fans being able to embrace this new team, this, this team with a new quarterback, a new head coach, and a new owner. Yeah, right? I mean, so so big now, news today. Big news. So th this is great for a lot of fans, and for me, being a longtime Broncos players player, and, and and I love the fact of where the direction of this team is going. So it's all about you know trying to turn and pivot, but we need to now get some wins. That that changes oh, yeah. everything. I feel like over the past couple of days, since the offense has finished their installs, we've seen them be a little bit more consistent. Um, look much better out there over the past couple of days. Today was a full padded practice, obviously. How have you seen them really progress since, you know, two weeks ago at the start of training camp? Well, it, it's based on the chemistry aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Because we, we all know that Russell is learning a new offense. His offensive line is uh, learning a new offense as well. Yeah. Some of the things are the same. Maybe some verbiage here and there and blocking scheme uh, are, are the same. But they're still trying to work to jail. That first week, it was just, it just felt like, a baby walking for the first time. Yeah. Just kind of bobbling. Brain analogy. Yeah, just kind of bobbling all over the place. But now it just seems as though, okay, well, they're in the walker. Now they know exactly where to go. They're running around. And now we're just kind of waiting until Thursday to see if they can all put it together. But, th but this is something that is anticipated when you have a bunch of guys getting together at the same time. And I think that's probably one of the reasons when you look at the national media, yeah. when they look at this organization, this team, this quarterback, they have us starting off really slow. That's not to say that that has to happen. I can see why they've come to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. After what I've seen in the past couple of practices, I don't think we're going to come out of the gate as slow as most people think. Well, you mentioned Thursday. The team welcomes the Cowboys to town as we have a joint practice on Thursday. What do you hope to see from the offense that day, just the team as a whole? Well, being able to meet the or match rather the, the speed and intensity that you, they're going to see from another team. I mean, these practices haven't been as intense as they have right. been in the past, especially when I play. You bring in another team, another uniform, those guys are really trying to put their stamp 
on their their particular production mm -hmm. before you get to the game on Saturday. So now they're trying to show up. I want to see how Randy Gregory, even though he's not going to practice, yeah. how is he going to be out there joined with his former teammates? Former team, oh, you look yeah. at Baron Browning, who's now moved from middle linebacker to outside linebacker. How is he going to fare against the tackles for the, the Dallas Cowboys? And then ultimately that matchup, C.D. Lamb, PS2, mm -hmm. everyone's going to be on deck trying to see what actually happens between that matchup? So there's going to be so many, so much tape that the coaches have an opportunity to evaluate. So it's going to be fun. You mentioned that you know practices right now aren't as intense as they were when you were a player. You know, being a former player, how do you like these jog through style practices that Hackett installs every three days or so here? Well, there's a part of me that uh, is that get off my lawn. That's probably like 40% <laughs> of saying, well, our practices were not like this. They need yeah. to practice harder. <laughs> but then the other 60%, which is more logical, saying, mm -hmm. you know what? This is great because it's a 17-game haul. That's just a regular season. Right. We're not even talking about the postseason. If you see what I did there, I'm already putting the Broncos <laughs> in the thinking post. That. Yeah. Thinking, thinking far ahead. But I, I like what Coach Hackett is doing. Right, you may have one intense practice, mm -hmm. and then you allow the guys to get their legs back. I know there are other people in the Denver media who they don't like that. They think this is a soft approach. But I yeah. said, well, you have to be smarter now because once you get a soft tissue injury, it makes it really difficult to compete. And you can't evaluate players if they're banged up. Right. More importantly, at the end of the day, preseason is important to the coaches and the guys who are on the bubble. But when it comes to what you really care about, it is the regular season. We got to get our oh, yeah. players. Got to get the there. Yeah, we got to get you there, and we got to get you across the finish line. So, I mean, I'm, I'm loving. Uh, oh, sorry about that. Very good with the <laughs> you mic. You got it. So, I'm, I'm loving everything that I'm seeing from the team. But the biggest thing is keeping guys healthy. Well, we've talked a lot about this offense, Nick. What do you think about this defense, though? I mean, you got Pat Sertan, Bradley Chubb, Justin Simmons. I feel like the ceiling is so high for the defense, what are your expectations for them just this season? Well, I want to see them go out there and create more turnovers. Mm -hmm. when, when you create more turnovers, you give the offense more opportunity to score points, and that's been a problem on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Slowing people down, creating turnovers on defense, and scoring points on offense. Because when we look over the past three years under Vic Fangio, th this offense probably averaged maybe about 14 points a game, and maybe mm -hmm. I'm even being generous with that. Yeah. So I want to see this defense go out there and play with their ears peering back because we really haven't had that around here in a while. And this is where offense feeds into defense. If Russell Wilson and this offense can score 24 to 27 points, yeah. now you put the opposing offense that you're playing against, let's say the Raiders, for instance. Mm -hmm. Now they have to throw the ball to stay in the game. If you are, you know, Randy Gregory, when you come back, Bradley Chubb, Jonathan Cooper, whatever, Nick Benito, now you can really get after the quarterback. And now all that what, what George Payton was doing this past offseason, looking at the defense, said, well, we need to get faster, we need to be more physical. Now that pays dividends. Yeah, like you said, can't have enough pass rushers back there either. Right. Well, last one for you, Nick. Who's really stood out to you over the past couple weeks of training camp? Is there anyone who's really surprised you? Oh, that's a loaded question yeah. because I, I'm really excited about some of the young guys that George Payton has brought in. Mm -hmm. And he's on this past two years, he's done a great job of that. Look no further than Javante Williams himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, Montreal, Washington, right? Mm -hmm. I've heard so much criticism about this kid when the Broncos drafted him. Why are they taking this kid out of Sanford? He had one good game against the University of Florida. Why take a chance on him? And I'm like, well, look at what the Broncos' issues were over the past couple of years. 
talked about offense, we talked about defense, but the biggest problem was special teams. Oh, yeah. They were not setting the offense up in the proper position to give them a good balance to kind of move the ball down the field. He potentially gives this offense an opportunity. And, oh, by the way, he's proven every single day that he is not just a returner. He is a bona fide wide receiver. Yes, he has. Yeah, just listen up. Mm-hmm. I said a bona fide wide receiver. <laughs> yes, he is. And then, you know, I look at Damari Mathis, right? Uh, he's wearing 27, a number of Steve Atwater, and my fallen teammate, Darren <laughs> Williams. So every day when I watch him, I'm looking for the qualities of those two players. And as a young player... He continues to show up. Now, he's not at an elite level like PS2, but talking to Juro Evero, he gives them depth, something they haven't really had around here in a while. So I'm really excited about those two players. And as you see, one on offense, and one on defense. And Love both it. of them are young guys. I like it. I like it. Nick, appreciate your time and your insight always. Thank you. Sorry about this whole mic thing. Oh, no. You killed it. Now it's time to take a look at today's injury update. A couple guys added to the list today. KJ Hamler, Ronald Darby, Kareem Jackson, DJ Jones, Greg Dulcich, Yoma Uazarike, Tyree Cleveland, Natani Muti, and Christopher Allen all did not practice today. Kareem Jackson had a vet day. Ronald Darby has a chest contusion after getting tangled up with Cortland Sutton at the end of practice yesterday. Coach Hackett did say that they are taking it day by day with him. And Coach Hackett also said that Iomo Uazarike has an ankle injury, that they're being smart with him to make sure he's ready for the preseason game versus Dallas on Sunday. And Tom Compton, Billy Turner, and Randy Gregory remain on the PUP list. That's all the time we have for today's episode. Thanks so much, Broncos country, for tuning in for another edition of Broncos Now. Make sure to meet me right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube every evening, Monday through Friday, for another episode. I'll see you guys tomorrow.